Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good day. I don't know what part of this Thursday you you are at, but guess what? <laughs> if it's 9 o'clock in the morning, 11 o'clock in the morning, midnight, even if it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, right now, it's Thursday. And if it's Thursday, it's your girl, Dr. P, on the pod. Dr. P, on the pod, yeah. I am so always excited to be with you on another Thursday. want to give a shout out to all of you who take the time throughout the week to just pull up the podcast and be with us. We are excited about this day that the Lord has made. We have an exciting guest with us, Miss Sandy Bailey Quinn. I'm going to tell you more about her later, uh, but uh, we're excited. I hope you had a time to, uh, to, uh, to listen to the podcast last week. If you didn't, you need to go back and get last week and the week before that and the week before that. I think we're into our third year. So if you've missed, you can go to the website, bombandgilead.org, and just listen to podcasts. You find our podcast on uh, Apple and SoundCloud. And uh, next month, we are going to even expand where you can listen to Dr. P on the pod. We want everybody everybody everywhere to come into our fellowship and spend some time with us uh, on Thursday, but throughout the week. Once it's out there, you can listen to it any old time uh, when you, whenever you want to. You know, we are, um, you know, we are one month out from the greatest conference ever, Healthy Churches 2030 Conference, November 15th through the 18th. And uh, I'm telling you, you know, if you've ever attended any of our conferences or if you attended the virtual conference last year, I'm here to tell you this year is going to blow your mind. We are so excited because here at the Bomb and Gilead, we are intentional. We are intentional about giving you everything we can to make sure that we have everything that we need to eliminate health disparities from our uh, lives. We must, we must be intentional about addressing the the sickness, the disease, the burdens, the the gone too soon um, in in the African American community and beyond. Our conference this year, uh, we talk. We're focused always on the African American community, but because we are virtual, we are excited that we can now bring in our brothers and sisters from uh, from the continent. As in last year, uh, this year again, we will have our family and friends, pastors and saints um, from the Caribbean, from uh, Uganda, South Africa, Tanzania, Kenya, Guinea, Nigeria. They're going to all be with us, with us uh, here for this Healthy Churches Conference and of course, I'm excited because the family, the African-American family, we are uh, just coming in. Thank you so much for all of you who are registered. Uh, we did a, a special promotion for my birthday last week, uh, Founders Day. You know, Friday uh, was Founders Day, and we ran a promotion on uh, Friday. And many of you, many of you took advantage of it. Uh, so thank you for that. But for those of you who still must register, it's still a promotion because for 20 or more, a group of 20 or more, your registration is only $30. 
And uh, if you're doing, just say, hey, I'm just going to register. It's $75 individuals. So get your registration. If I'm not mistaken, registration closes on November the 1st, I do believe. So get in, get in. You know, um, this conference, you know, as we are finalizing the program, it is it's so, it's so, it's an honor. It's an honor that those of you who come to the conference every year, whether you come and sit face to face or last year virtual, you know, you can, you know, you're going to see now Bishop Sylvester Beeman. He became a bishop in the AME church uh, this summer. You know, you're going to see him there. You know, you're going to see Bishop W. Darren Moore from the AME Zion church. You know, uh, Bishop Horace Smith, our conference chair, the senior bishop of apostolic faith, Chicago, you know you're going to see him. You know you're going to see our board chair, Barbara Shaw. You know there are people who are gonna, you're going to always see at healthy churches. You know you're going to see Bishop Teresa Jefferson Snorton from the CME Church. You know Bishop Reddick, the senior bishop of the CME Church, is going to, going to be with us. You know Bishop Monroe, the senior bishop of the AME Zion Church, is going to be with us. You know for the first time this year, guess who's coming? The senior bishop of the AME Church, Bishop Richardson, is going to be with us. And we're just excited that every year, Every year, these are our partners and, and the entire uh, um, AME Zion, CME, uh, AME, uh, and, and others, Full Gospel, National Baptist. They come because the bomb in Gilead, we are that arm, that health arm, that partner with our churches nationally and locally to address the health disparities in the African-American community. Now, I'm going to take a few more minutes because as we get closer, I need to let you know a little bit about what's happening. One of the, the, um, one of the, the topics that, that I'm really excited about this year is how we use our faith in diabetes management. Did you hear that? Because diabetes is, diabetes is one of those chronic diseases that, Oh my God, African-Americans, you know, we, we have high, high rates of diabetes and we have a distinguished panel, uh, in, including Kendall Simmons, NFL player Kendall Simmons, who will be with us for that particular panel, talking about how to use our faith in diabetes management. I am excited about that. Another topic we're talking about that I'm excited about, and there's so many topics, is pandemic. Nehemiah 2.17. Oh, my goodness. We, we have our, our pastors, bishops from around the world are coming together to talk about the impact of COVID-19 on our churches, not just in your community, but this global pandemic has had an impact on churches globally. And we're going to be talking about that. And the title is Pandemic, Nehemiah 2.17. How are we going to take the strategies of Brother Nehemiah and implement them in our local churches? Because we have to build back. We have to build back. And are we going to build back the same way we were? I hope not. But how are we going to build back to be inclusive, to be inclusive of everybody? to give a 21st century theology for the road ahead, not just stuck 
in what's has happening behind. So we're excited that uh, Bishop Smith is going to be a part of that panel. Bishop Yvette Flunder, my dear friend uh, from uh, out there in Oakland, California, the senior pastor of City of Refuge, United Church of Christ in Oakland. And if you know Bishop Flunder, you know she is the presiding bishop of the Fellowship of Affirming Ministries. And we have Bishop Tudor Bismarck. And remember, every time I say that, someone says, you mean the, 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 the pastor, the bishop from South Africa? Well, he's really from Southern Africa. He's from Zimbabwe. Yes. Bishop Tudor Bismarck is going to be with us. And he's going to be with us from Zimbabwe, the great country of Zimbabwe. I've been there a couple of times and miss it. Our sister, Reverend Danielle Brown, the Reverend Doctor. Daniel Brown, the senior pastor of Shiloh Baptist Church up there in Plainsfield, uh, New Jersey. And that session is going to be hosted by the Reverend Dr. Frank A. Thomas. Uh, and, you know, he is a preacher, teacher, scholar, thinker, lecturer, author, and a master's coach. He is the preacher's preacher. And uh, I am just so excited that um this panel, uh, everybody said, you know, absolutely yes, because this topic is so important for the church. And we'll be talking about kidney disease. We're talking about liver disease. We're talking about sarcoidosis. We're talking about urine fibroids. I'm telling you, you don't want to miss this conference because it is critical. We see what COVID is doing to our community. And Lord knows, I tell you, I was just so shocked to see our dear beloved brother Colin Powell gone, gone, gone because of COVID complications on top of his um, multiple myeloma, another topic we'll be talking about. And um, uh, we just... Thank the angels. Thank the angels for giving us um, General Colin Powell. He did good. He did mighty good doing his time here on earth. He did mighty, mighty, mighty good. And I thank him for all that he gave uh, to my country and to the world. And I pray God's blessings upon his life as he continue on throughout eternity. Amen. And one day we certainly will meet General Colin Powell again, if you are a believer like I am. So listen, go to the website, healthychurches2030conference.org, healthychurches30conference.org. It's Thursday. Indeed. It's Dr. P on the park. I wanna live a healthy life. 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 You say I wanna live a healthy life. I wanna live a healthy life. I wanna live a healthy life. I wanna live a long, long life. So family, my guest today is Sandy Bailey Quinn. She is the co-founder and executive director of Foundations for Living. And it is based in Jefferson, Georgia. Where in the world is Jefferson, 
Georgia. Let's start right there. Sister Sandy Bailey Quinn, welcome to the pod. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good afternoon, lady. Well, Dr. P, it is a pleasure to be here. And and to answer your question, Jefferson, Georgia is a beautiful, quaint town between 20 minutes from South Carolina and an hour from Atlanta, Georgia. So we're right in the middle of high dollar metropolitan and slow, easy going country. <laughs> how close That's- are you to how close are you to Aiken, South Carolina? Aiken, South Carolina, if I go, probably about an hour and a half. Well, okay. it's near Augusta. So, yes, ma'am, almost two hours. Okay. All right. Well, you know, that's my, that's, I'm, you know, I'm from the low country. So, um, you know, you're down there in my part of the woods. Yes, ma'am. Will. Yes, tell, ma'am. Tell us about um, uh, Foundations for Living. I'm just so glad you're here. Uh, what's Foundations for Living? What y'all doing? What y'all doing? Foundations for Living was birthed in 2013. In fact, March the 9th, 2013, I tell the story. I have been a financial loan processor, loan officer for like 18 years. And I was in the small office and it was quiet. Nobody was in the office for a whole week. And I was watching Jamal Bryant and out of the blue, he says, your faith has run out for this place. And I began to weep because I knew he was talking. The spirit allowed him to speak that to me. Um, I got on the phone. I called my sister and I said, hey, do you remember when we had talked about helping single women with financial literacy? She was like, yeah. I said, I think it's time. At that time, she wasn't working. So I fired my job and literally fired my job that week after the boss came in and we started Foundations for Living. And it started out financially, just a financial platform for single women. And then as I began to look at not only single women, I began to look at men and the areas of need. Then God began to show me students and the areas of need and at-risk students and low to moderate income families. And it began to just branch from there. So we started looking at the family unit and how finances became an issue. Then we started looking at mental health as an issue. We started looking at a career development as an issue. In the past five years, we added on the component of HIV prevention and how all of these areas intersect to affect our families and our communities in the rural South. So that is Foundations for Living. That is absolutely wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. And praises go to you. I understand that your organization have four focus areas, mental health, career development, domestic violence, and HIV prevention, as you just mentioned. And we know that October is also Domestic Awareness Month. Last week we did um, cancer because October is Cancer Awareness Month. And I had my good girlfriend on talking about being 17 years survivor of cancer. And so let's talk a little bit about domestic violence and just, you know, let's, you know, there's so many questions I could ask about it, so many things I could say about it. But you are the expert, Miss Sandy <laughs> Bailey Quinn. Let's talk about domestic um, domestic violence. I won't say I'm an expert because I have not lived it, but I can say I'm a person that will help you tell your story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm the person that has the voice, whereas my sisters may be silent. So just some of the statistics that I began to walk through, one in three women and one in four men in the United States have experienced some form of physical violence by an intimate partner. 
It says on a typical day, domestic violence hotline receive approximately 21,000 calls every yes. 15 minutes. Every 15 um, minutes. One thing about me, God has allowed me to sit on the board of a domestic violence uh, organization. And I've been on the board going on four years and it's called the Peace Place. And it is a organization that actually has 16 beds. So when families are running in the middle of the night, they reach out to us on a hotline. They call us. We make preparation. If we cannot bring them into our center, we connect them to our local hotel where they have a safe haven. And this has truly been the safe haven for three counties in the state of Georgia. Uh, we're very close to our police department, our district attorney's office. So we are truly a strong advocate. And it's been going on for about 25 years. No, 15 years, excuse me. 15 years, the Peace Place has been in existence for situations just like this, Dr. P. Wow. Wow. What do you think? You know, domestic violence is on the rise. Hmm. And it's always high. One one too many is, uh, you know, high. But, you know, why? Why why do we have so much domestic violence? And, you know, mm. I can say I don't know the all the answers to that, but I can just tell you when you look at a family dynamic um, and if you raise up in violence, you begin to function in dysfunction. I'm going to say that again. You begin to function in dysfunction because you believe that is functional, but it's truly from the outside looking in is dysfunction. So why do we have it? Because some of us live it out from one generation to the next generation until it re- somebody in the family realizes this is not for me. This is wrong. Let me get help. But then mm-hmm. you have to go to the mental aspect of it. And from the mental aspect of it, if I don't get a mind change, be transformed by the renewing of my mind, then I go to the next vice to calm this dysfunction. Then I may become a substance abuse user. Mm-hmm. From there, I may find myself being a substance abuse user, also getting beat. Then I may have to sell myself because I've lost my job because now I can't function. Right. So there's so many health disparities that you talked about earlier that that is a part of this equation for domestic violence. I don't know why we have it, but again, we had it back in biblical times as well. Mm-hmm. So nothing's changed. We have just come become more aware of what is happening and we become to shine light on dysfunction. If that answers your question, Dr. P. It, it, it does. It does. For for sisters and brothers and children who are suffering um, in domestic violence, what is there a hotline? What do they need to do? You know, how do they get up, get from under the chokehold of silence? You know, there's so much silence around domestic violence. How do you get out of the chokehold of silence and where can you get help? So I'm going to answer that kind of in two parts. I'm going I'm to answer the question of how we can get out of it. I'm going to give you some outcomes and some ways, but let's talk about why am I there? Most of the times, and we're looking at men and women, some financial reasons, I can't get out because I can't afford to get out. Yeah. Let's just be honest with that. Sometimes mentally, this is all I know. I've been told I will never amount to anything, so I might as well stay in this position. So there's a, a suppression that's there. All right. The third one, who can I go to? Because I'm embarrassed because the person that may be victimizing me may be an upstanding citizen in the community. Mm -hmm. And surely not this person would be bringing damage to my family. Mm -hmm. Not this person. Surely Surely not. 
So you're looking at all types of areas of why I have to stay compared to why I would leave. Because staying here, I do have food on the table. My children are clothed. I have a way of transportation. That's why I'm here. But if I leave, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know who I can depend on. And then financially, are you able to house me? Because my mama don't want to deal with it. Guess what? Because mama dealt with it for 50 years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My sister don't want to deal with it because guess what? She got her own thing going. I can't tell the school system because the school system may take my children. You hear me, Dr. P? I hear you. I hear you. Those are things. Statistics shows on the eighth attempt of a person leaving, you will either leave or you will die. Mm. Mm. So imagine I'm trying to leave and this number seven, I feel the Holy Ghost and this number seven was supposed Mm -hmm. to be completion. Will I be able to begin again on number eight? Mm -hmm. I feel the Holy Ghost too. Mm -hmm. So it is crucial. And this is how I want to talk to the church and bring our faith leaders in. We know Torah. We know the oracles. We, we know the books of the Bible, but can you slip in what the world is saying? Mm-hmm. Can you slip in? My sister is in the back row with those dark glasses on and she's living in silence. Mm-hmm. Can you put a hotline into your sermon? Can you talk about something that's going to lift not only my spirit, but my physical being? Because we are trying beings. Mm-hmm. So all three of them need to be functioning and alignment before we can be free. Mm-hmm. Somebody talk to me. Mm-hmm. So that's one way that we can get out. If I can trust who I go to every Wednesday and Sunday without the secretary running her mouth and being messy. Lord have mercy without the deacon and the deacon board. Because it's too many of us, black, white, Asian. It doesn't matter. We are all suffering in silence and especially in the rural South. Because where there is the Bible belt, where there is submission, where the woman is supposed to lay down and cook and have babies instead of standing straight and walking towards her savior, which is going to give her a way of escape. So, yes, there are plenty hotlines to answer your question. It's just up to you for you to dial it. National domestic, or you could say domestic violence. You can say the national number. It's all types. It's probably one five blocks away from you. Mm-hmm. But until you are ready, Dr. P, you're not going to go nowhere. When a woman, hey, when a woman is fed up, ain't nothing oh, yeah. you can do about it. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to tell up. you something else. Never tell a woman, why you in that? I don't understand why you in That's the wrong thing you need to say. This is how you need to approach your sister or your brother. This is it. Everybody listening? When you ready, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. When you ready to go, I got you. Just don't be no lip service. Walk it out with them. Mm-hmm. Have a plan of escape. Learn to put a telephone, uh, a track phone in your shoe. Learn to put a, a phone that nobody can track you in a coat. Learn to start putting money in a pocket. So when you got to get up in the middle of the night, you got those pair of shoes that has that phone. You got that jacket that has that money. And you out. That's right. That's right. If you can prepare for your Sunday morning sermon, you need to prepare for your escape. Mm -hmm. And let don't let too many people know what you're getting ready to do. Let your show enough ride or die. No. And if you don't trust that person, ain't nobody need to know but you and God. Mm -hmm. Mm 
mm-hmm. don't even tell your children you just just have some clothes ready for them because our our center we are prepared we have clothes we have food we have toiletries not only that we we keep you there in the emergency center for 90 days after that then we start acclimating you back into the world of work so we have workforce development programs come in we have mental health counselors come in we don't leave you in the place where we find you we elevate you so when you walk out your back is straight and you can walk tall amen let's give us give give our, give our folks that number to your uh, to your service line so my service line in Georgia is going to be 70, let me see, 770, Lord, 387-0100. Here it is, 770-387-0100. All right. Well, my dear Sandy Bailey Quinn, I love your whole name, Sandy Bailey Quinn. I love it. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for the information that you have provided with us. Thank you for letting the Holy Ghost come on through here on the pod today. And most of all, we bless you for the great work that you are doing. Um, It's just, you know, you have to be called to do this kind of work. You got to be called by the Lord this kind of work. And 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 thank you for answering your call because as one of my one of my great spiritual mentors the reverend dr johnny coleman said many a call <laughs> and few are choosing chosen yeah. yes, yes but you got to choose to be chosen yes, you can it. be called all day but you got to be you got to say yes you have to say yes to your calling you have to choose to be chosen oh and i thank you i thank you for choosing to be chosen for this mighty work uh, that you are doing down there in Jefferson, Georgia. Yes, so thank you so much for being with us on the pod today. Family, we got to go. We got to go. We got to move on here. We got a lot of stuff to do today. And we got to give God the glory on every single second of this day and beyond. And don't you forget to go to healthychurches2030conference.org and get your registration in. Thank you so much. I don't have nothing but love for you. And you know it's true. It's true every single Thursday. If it's Thursday, you know it's got to be Dr. P on the pod. See you next week. Peace.